0: You can find it on my website at one rental at a time.com. Now on with the show. Hey everyone, how you doing today? We are doing our expert series and we've got Rylus today. How you doing, buddy? i you doing good. Good.
1: Let's remind Glad folks.
0: Thank you, buddy. Let's remind folks who you are, what you do, what how do you play in this kind of world of real estate?
1: Yeah, so who am I? I'm a probate and estate planning attorney by trade in Arizona and California. So I, I got introduced to real estate. I would say my perspective is always wanting to liquidate real estate when right. it's got to split five ways. And then I've, I've kind of gotten a part of the, the wholesaling world a little bit. Mm-hmm. I, I'm a student of your course yep. to, to learn my market. <laughs> and uh, this weekend I was out knocking some doors um, doing some of the wholesale side. So wow. that's kind of how I play in, um, in this game.
0: Well, wow, this is going to be fun to watch you evolve because I think you do have a unique background experience uh, and it's going, to, it's going to be fun to watch you kind of grow over the next 10 years in real estate. But what I want to do today because of your experience as an attorney, I want to just have an honest conversation about legacy wealth. Let me set it up and we'll kind of go wherever you want. I want to talk about what legacy wealth is kind of from your perspective, my perspective, talk about people who are doing the work today to set it up. And then at some point we're going to transition because I know you as an attorney likely have experience witnessing second, third generations of true legacy wealth. Uh, so that, does that sound like a plan? Yeah, sounds great. Excellent. So when I think legacy wealth, the first thing that hits my mind is it's a sexy social media term, right? Nobody wants to say they want to be re- rich or greedy or, or whatever. They're like, I'm doing all of this for my legacy. And you know, sometimes they go you know, legacy in my kids, but when I think legacy wealth, it's multi-generational. So in your perspective, when you, when you hear that term, what do you think of today? When you see it in practice because people come to you, what, what does it look like? What does it feel like? I'd love to get your experience.
1: Yeah. So when I hear the term legacy wealth, the first thing I think of is what we call a dynasty trust, a generation skipping oh. trust. Which is the tax term? so, so to me, as, as a tax attorney, as an estate attorney, legacy wealth means that you provide uh, that you transfer all of your assets in a way that's, um, that's tax efficient. You know, so you can avoid income, ta- uh, income taxes, estate of taxes, and in a way that provides protection to your, your beneficiaries, your children. So you can choose when they can be in charge and and how much they can control it
0: and what was the so, name of that again i haven't i've not heard that term what kind of trust um,
1: the the tax term is called a generation skipping uh it's called the uh, gst generation skipping transfer tax oh okay Very and cool. the the idea of that the the gst mm-hmm. is that uncle sam and the government they want to tax every generation right so okay. when you pass away michael they they want to tax your estate then yep and then when it goes to your children they want to tax it when they pass away and so on and so on
0: hmm.
1: so what a generation skipping trust does is uh it, it, it's a vehicle that once it's funded it's no longer subject to the estate taxes so it's a way to get money I don't know, kind of off the board, if you will, off the estate tax board. Interesting.
0: So, again, as admitted earlier, it's the first time I've heard this or thought about it. I just want to make sure I understand the word, right? Generation skipping trust. So, my situation, if I were to pass on, would it really skip a generation, meaning it wouldn't go to my daughter, it would go to her daughter? Or is it Teresa, which is my daughter's the next generation? It can go straight to your daughter. Okay. But it splits the taxes. Got it.
1: So... As long as I've been doing this, the GST exemption has always been the same amount as the estate tax exemption. Okay. Currently 10 million adjusted for inflation.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, it, it may have been different at the time, but so if, if you have someone, um, let, let's just use 10 million and okay. let's say they had a, let's say it was a $15 million estate, they can pass 10 million of their estate into this uh, generation skipping trust. Okay. So that way, when the kids inherit that, um, it's no longer subject to the estate tax. Mm. So during the kids' lives, you know that ten million can grow to twenty, and it doesn't matter what the estate tax is when they pass away because it's not subject to the estate tax system. Interesting. It's already it's it's already out.
0: Interesting. So okay. So when so when would when I mean when did you when does somebody set something like that up? Is it when they're at that 10 million mark? Do they do it in their 50s and 60s, or are people doing that early? I mean, I've uh, it's, it's just fun to think about. When do they do that?
1: Yeah, so they obviously before you die, before it's too late, <laughs> right, while you still have yeah. capacity. Yep. Uh, you know, because people always want to know, like, when do I have to do this by? So that's my answer. You know, before yeah, before late, you die. Yeah. <laughs> I like that. And or before you lose it. Um. I start to recommend, you know, we call them a dynasty trust yeah. is, is what I call these. I like it. And whenever a single beneficiary is going to inherit more than a half million
0: mm-hmm.
1: is when I start looking at this.
0: Oh, there and you meaning go. Meaning
1: it's going to be lasting money. You know, so someone's going to receive an inheritance and you know, maybe they pay off some debts and other things. If there's still going to be a chunk there, then I like to keep that chunk protected now here's uh, i the way i bring this up the way i explain dynasty trust i like to ask people if they've if they've seen the movie fight club ah so have you seen the fight club? i have yes uh whether they've seen it or not it's always um you know even if they haven't seen it they're like well what are you talking about yeah well what's what's the fir- what's the first rule of fight club
0: yeah you don't talk about fight club
1: exactly so asset protection is kind of like that you know asset protection if you're saying, Rylas, you know, help me put my money somewhere where no one can touch it, you know, where if I owe someone money, I can't reach my money. That goes against public policy, right?
0: Mm-hmm. That
1: sounds bad and shady. But if you said, hey, Rylas, help me plan so I don't pay taxes. That's perfectly acceptable. So I've been doing these dynasty trusts for a long time, but I do them um, more so for, um, for the asset protection planning.
0: Got
1: it. You know, because we can't say that we're doing this for asset protection. You know, it doesn't say that in the trust. Right. You know, you, know you, you don't want to say that you're doing it for that reason, but we're doing it for a tax planning. Got it. So so I when like... we said, um, what was the term you used? Uh, legacy wealth?
0: Yeah, legacy wealth. Yep.
1: So when I think legacy wealth, I think of a juicy dynasty trust. Okay. And I've seen these set up by, you know, grandparents and great-grandparents. Yep. You know, so now you know the you know grandchildren and they're they're getting the benefit, and I've seen these funded where you know sometimes they have a bunch of real estate, you know, maybe a bunch of different LLCs that are that are paying income and and this and that, um, and then those kids, the beneficiaries, can use it during their life. You know, those these are a lot of the families I see. Um, it, it's interesting being an in estate attorney, you know, because I get to look at everyone's um uh, finances. Yeah. And they tell me all their secrets, and you know I, I get to know the the family at, at a deep level. And it seems like, you know, one of the right ways that people get rich, you know, one is if they have it right. The lasting family money mm-hmm. is, is one of those ways. So I I guess it's kind of um, opened that world up to me. I've seen there's a lot of these families where they have a trust like this, and it will pay for for the kids to go to college and medical school, it'll buy them a house and then they return the favor, you know, since the, the trust, you know, hooks them up early in life. Yeah. Then they they usually do good during their careers and they can keep doing the same thing for, for their children and grandchildren.
0: Interesting. So again, there, so legacy wealth does happen. You've seen multi-generations, three, four, five generations. And again, it's, is it fair to say that the same like the same asset granddad had, say he bought a house or a strip mall or whatever it was, is that the kind of same thing five years later, or or like you know in the middle, can dad kind of sell that off ten thirty one something bigger? I mean, does the stuff come out and go back in or like is it locked in, uh,
1: in into the dynasty trust? Yes. So you can um, so you can't so if your parents created a dynasty trust for you, mm-hmm. you can't add things to it.
0: You can or cannot? Can, cannot. Okay.
1: You cannot, but you can change the nature of the asset, right? So you can yeah, oh, sell a property okay. and then 1031 into another property or sell it and then hold cash.
0: Okay.
1: Now, I, I'm paying attention to a basis conversation, right? There's some talk about you know, eliminating the basis because
0: mm-hmm.
1: you know, that's a big part of the estate planning because in the different trusts, Usually, you get a step up in basis on the death. Yeah. So the the assets step up to the fair market value at date of death. Um, but sometimes certain trusts do not step up in basis. You know, there's some trusts where um, you know, some trusts have other benefits, but they do not get a step up in basis. Mm-hmm. So that's um, that's part of the conversation. Sometimes we're looking at the assets inside, saying, "All right, what's the basis? You know, can we sell these or?" Do um, we got to figure out a way to get a new step up in basis?
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. One so, of the things I know I wanted to ask you about the step up in basis, again, because of your experience as an attorney, been doing this for a while, multi-generational. Uh, the thing I'm worried about is, you know, my fear is somebody who owns it, right? I don't have the experience, just the fear of owning it and hoping to pass some to my daughter is the stepped up basis would essentially allow her to keep the asset. I'm afraid, and maybe I shouldn't be, but I'm afraid that if the step-up basis isn't there, and you know she gets hit with this huge capital gain, she'd probably be forced to sell a few things. Um, is that a is that a fair concern, or am I overthinking it? Um, I would say you're overthinking it at
1: this point. I guess for i guess two different reasons so one we don't know if it's passed yet and then two if it does pass we have tricks there's ways where you Ah. can there's strategies where you can sometimes swap assets out and get a step up in basis or can you give me a four example um no i'm not very good at those okay um pace just went to a mastermind yep and then A high-level one. I think they talked about some of those topics. Okay. But his mind was blown, and it's uh, again, it's the estate tax. I think it's always been viewed as an optional tax, right? Where with enough planning, Mm -hmm. you can really minimize the taxes. So if we do get something drastic, where you know they eliminate step-up in basis, um then I think we'll look at other strategies, but, but it, it could change things some where how you hold your portfolio, right? If she, you know, cause you're part of the reason to hold long-term is so that you can um, get that step up in basis, right? right. Appreciate during your life, yeah. save the income taxes and then
0: let it step up in basis when you pass away. Right. Yeah. The other thing I want to talk about again, legacy wealth and all of that is, um, I don't know if you've had this, I guess this is something I look at is, is, you know, your, your grandpa and you made a lot of money and your intention is to see that help three, four, five generations. My suspicion is estate planning is vital to make that happen. Versus if you don't do it right, it goes through one generation, maybe two, and it's all gone because of taxes and just loosey goosey spending. And, you know, granddad's hard work is gone. Is that fair that really estate planning makes that happen? Because you can control when money's accessed? Yes, definitely. So
1: I've seen a lot of families where they don't do the planning, and they have significant assets, um, you know, maybe like, you know, $5 million estate, but Mm -hmm. they think estate planning is only for rich people. Mm -hmm. It's like, what do you think people consider you, you know, but yeah, this mentality that they're, they're never there, right? That's always like, the next step. oh no it's like that's yeah. the rich guys need that okay and whatever their assets are at but yeah without planning you can see where you know if they don't appoint someone to be in charge there's not clear um how the the estate was to be distributed
0: mm-hmm.
1: uh, especially with real estate i see families where they start you know Maybe they add one kid to uh, the owner of another house. They give the house to another kid. It's just kind of loosey goosey. And then they pass away, and it's unclear what the wishes are. And they end up they end up in probate, which is extra fees. And then the kids end up fighting it out, mm-hmm. and the lawyers end up with all the money when it's over. You know, after the dust settles. You know, two three years later.
0: Yeah, I'm curious if you can answer this question. And if you can, I totally get it but let's just take that 5 million example. There's an estate for 5 million. They were loosey goosey. They did nothing. They had four or five kids. None of the kids get along, different relationships, whatever. I mean, how bad could it be, right? They, they, Mom and dad both pass on the same day so we can remove that issue. Uh, and it's just supposed to go to the kids. I mean, could this be in probate for months, if not years? Could they lose potentially half to fees and taxes and all of that? So, I mean, how bad could it get if they don't get along and they just keep you know, fighting it out. Yeah. So
1: as far as probate, Arizona probate, our our probate's not as bad as California. Mm
0: -hmm.
1: California, it's based on the percentage of the total amount of assets. Mm -hmm. And it's, they don't subtract the mortgages. So in California, you could have a million dollar house with a $900,000 mortgage on it, but they're going to look at that that million dollar value. Oh my God. Yeah. So that's, where so in those cases the probate can be pretty devastating if it's um there's a lot of leverage in in assets then it could be that yeah the probate fees could even exceed the equity there
0: yeah that's what i was going for i mean it's there are some real big downside
1: and there's there's a problem in california with um what i'll call like a basic probate you know if it's if it's just one house that you need to do I hate doing California probates because you have to um, you got to show up just to get appointed. They have a hearing Mm -hmm. before they appoint someone to serve as a personal representative, and it's it's probably better now that they're doing things virtually. But there's just a lot of steps to go through, and it just takes so much time, Mm -hmm. and it's it's not worth the the probate fees. You know, if it's just a small asset, right? So there's there's a lot of there's a lot of times. um, where I see there's like one property that people need to collect, but you know, the, the hoops to jump through are just not working. So.
0: Yeah. So there's a lot here, folks. Um, Rylus, how could they get a hold of you if they're in California, Arizona, they want to do, they want to have a discussion around estate planning. Again, uh, this dynasty trust is something I need to look into myself to see, to see where Olivia and I go with that perhaps.
1: Yeah. So you can go to, to danalegalhelp.com. It's my website. And then you can find our number there. So that's the best place. I also have a lot of videos there too. So I think I have one, like what is a dynasty trust? Like a Perfect. little thing, breaking it out. But that's something to ask your attorney to see if you already, you already have something like that. They might not call it a dynasty trust. They may call it um, a descendants trust or yeah. something along those lines. But the tax term is generation skipping trust.
0: Generation skipping trust, okay. I'll have to look that up. Go pull out my trust paperwork.
1: Yeah. And some attorneys are of the mentality of, of, look, you know, right now a married couple, they can pass 20 million. so that's, that's an estate planning thing, or that's an estate tax thing. Mm -hmm. You don't need it. But going back to the fight club example, right now the estate tax exemption tie, but you know, we don't know if it's going to be lower in the future
0: (laughs) or or I'm going to guess it's lower in the future. That's my guess. Yeah.
1: Has there been any proposals on that? Any, oh, uh,
0: I I suspect that'll be a year two, year three conversation. I think I think the new administration has a few more things to worry about, but it's coming. That's what I think. We lost your sound.
1: Can you hear me now? Yep,
0: we can hear you. I don't know what happened. There
1: you go. I, I lost your sound.
0: I can hear you though. You're good.
1: Okay. Can you hear me?
0: Yep. How you doing?
1: Uh, okay. Um all right. What were we Oh uh, the exemption, I think it'll probably go back to the five million dollar yeah, level. Me too. But I don't know. There's um I, I was really surprised that it got doubled from five million to ten million. Mm-hmm. Because even at five million dollars. And then there's this concept called portability, Mm -hmm. which means married couple, your, your spouse's exemption against the death tax is portable, Mm. even without a trust. So it used to be, you had to do the AB trust. Did you hear those? Or or maybe you have one of those, but the trust had to split do an A and the B. It was all to get two exemptions against the death tax. Ah, Okay. But now with just a regular trust or even without a trust, a married couple has two exemptions. Okay. So, but one of the big ways that planning has changed, we used to do what's called an A-B um, that, A B trust. That's the common um, common uh, name for it. Now we do what's called an A C trust. It's oh. just a little bit different, but it has to do with basis. Okay. And and depending on um, on the size of the estate and what the current laws are at, because with um, the, the portability so you can elect and use your spouse's exemption against the death tax in the future and if there's assets that are still going to appreciate during their life that's usually a good way to go so you can keep them all in um and in the C trust they would get a second step up in basis hmm. on the death
0: wow.
1: and then use the the exemption the the two exemptions now we've had a state where, um, you know, if they max out the exemption amount, you know, so this was, um, I had estates before it doubled and they had this portability where they had it maxed out. They're, they were over $10 million. So it was better to make it um, what we call a B-trust, where it uses the exemption going in mm-hmm. and then all the appreciation, you know, during the life of the second spouse mm-hmm. is estate tax-free but it does not get a, another step up in basis in no. the b trust on no. the second death.
0: Yeah so folks what i would say here is there's so many things to consider if you're really doing the work for legacy wealth uh, these are conversations you need to be having i strongly recommend re, uh, reaching out to rylas if you're in capital if you're in california or arizona and if you're not go to his website and watch the videos right he's going to share with you what's going on things to think about he's already shared stuff on this show that i didn't know about which is pretty cool uh, so Rylus, any closing thoughts on this concept of legacy wealth?
1: Yeah, it's would just get started with the plan. Just get started with a good revocable trust and then that can grow with you over time. So I have a lot of clients where I'll, I'll tell them the idea of the dynasty trust, but they may not be ready for it yet. Maybe they're, they're close right. and I say, hey, just plant some seeds. When you come back and see me in the next five years, mm-hmm. you're probably gonna wanna add it at that time but right now you know it's it's probably not worth the extra expense but mm-hmm. something to want
0: yeah again working with somebody who you know like yourself who has the vision of what's coming and again the the generations or every decade right life gets better you you do more things uh, that's a tremendous planning exercise so i i think that's a great idea
1: yeah it's really cool just to see um, just to see those families and see to, to see the foresight right to yeah. see how you know someone you know 3 or 4 generations ago how they um, you know, were, uh, they thought the plan for their family and maybe their friends at the time you know, were saying, oh, that's overkill. Why are you yeah. spending all this money on lawyers and this and that? But uh, they've saved that and, and a
0: lot more for their family. Very cool. Well, Rylus, thank you very much for this. This is a hot topic I see out in social media, so I'm glad we hit it with the truth, uh, truth bomb, if you will. Uh, yeah, thanks, Michael. You got it, bud.